Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. Welcome to chapter two and level 17, which is, uh, which is pretty awesome. How are we feeling about level 17? Bad. Um, there's uh, a lot of power that yeah. comes with any, any increase in level at this point. Yeah. A lot of it's power. It's terrifying. Uh, I don't want any more abilities. <laughs> I have too many already. <laughs> who wants to, uh, who wants to talk a little bit about what they, what they did with their character leveling up? Well, mine got pretty involved. It's one level, Trent. <laughs> um, yeah, but I imagine at that level, as a caster, it's like... That's, oh, that's one element of it. That's part yeah. of it, but I will say, we were leveling up together, and we made a bit of a discovery about Watson. Um, Is Watson gay? W- well, that's that's a whole other section of hoping. it. This um, whole time. <laughs> but, I've been sensing some chemistry mm-hmm. between Dro and Watson. Like sure. There could be something there. It's more like the only two old people around, so like, what do you do? Yeah. Just live your own happy <laughs> Second life. marriage for both of you. That's true. <laughs> um, I realized that having built Watson, I had not actually built out a whole section of him that I should have. <laughs> By which I mean I had not included his free archetype. Oh. Ever. Uh, I thought that I had, but then going back and looking at it, I was like, oh no, this is all just like missing. We were like looking at my character. Trent was like, What's all this stuff that you have about being a gunslinger? And I was like, yeah, it's my free archetype. And he was like, what? <laughs> so have we talked about free archetype at all? No, I, I don't think we have. Uh, you want to give a little little highlight reel here, Jason? Yeah, it's like a cool way to build a character that allows you to, and what I like most about it, because this is kind of how you used it, it allows you to kind of customize your character, and especially at a higher level, it makes more sense because your character, this is heroic, like demigod character, is able to do so many things. So basically the way it works is every time you hit an even level, you get a feat based on the dedication you took. So your Val is a investigator, investigator and then a gunslinger. gunslinger. I am a vigilante fighter. So it kind of allows you to multi-class on your own. And at high levels, it really makes a really well-rounded character that's not necessarily like amazing at one thing. It's more broad, and I think it makes for a more fleshed out and, and rich character and in the unique, story. Yeah. Unique yeah. character. Yeah. And I'll take this from a GM point of view, too. One thing I like a lot about Second Edition Pathfinder is that it has a lot of breadth. Like There's a lot of additional options that come from the free archetype, but it, it doesn't intrinsically give you more power. You have more options, which can be more powerful, but it doesn't increase the power of a lot of things you have. There's a lot of rules if you're looking at free archetype. You can restrict it. There's a couple of Paizo adventure paths um, that'll even say like, Hey, you should use the free archetype for this, but they can only spend the free archetype feats on these archetypes or these classes. They have one, I can't remember which one it is. It's one of the ones down in the Mwangi expanse in which you're all students at, and then professors at like a magic Academy. And so in order for people to not just have four wizards, you can, it, it says, please use the free archetype, but you can either take, I think it's wizard or druid. That way, even spellcasters would have a secondary spellcaster thing, but that way you could still play like a fighter who's also a druid or also a wizard. And so in this case, I told all the players, look, pick anything you want. I trust you. Use it to pick something. If, if your primary class is really fluffy, use it to get a little bit of combat mm-hmm. grit. If your primary class is really gritty, use it to pick up some 
some fluff, like figure out who your character would be in the world. And I think a couple of you, because there's so at this high level, you have so many free archetype feats from it. Some of you even probably have, a, like, I think, Jane, you have two separate archetypes, right? Because you've also got your Red Mantis assassin stuff. So yeah. does Vigilante mm -hmm. kind of, I'm, I'm, I took a bit of Linguist, which is like oh, not okay. really functioning in the game as far as like combat goes, but a Vigilante eventually runs out. Oh, okay. And yeah. it allows you to like pick other things. So I based it on what my yeah. alter ego would be. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And oftentimes too, the feats to keep it from going over powerful or to keep it from going OP is a little, uh, they do like equal to half of your level yeah. for a feat so that it keeps you from just like having a whole bunch of ridiculous feats that you can use. Like I think if you archetype into fighter or barbarian or something, it's like you can pick a barbarian feat equal to half your total yep. level. So that way you're still, and that way if someone's, Ellen else is playing a barbarian, it's not just like, I also have all the same cool barbarian abilities you <laughs> yeah. do. And there are some abilities that if you are playing a class, the archetypes will not be able to access some mm -hmm. abilities that primary class versions have. I think it also adds to the element of it being more narrative in, in game form and making something that's more of a character and less of a trope of a character. Um, just because like the way I always build a character is I just take a TV show or movie character that I like and I essentially try to make them in a role-playing game. And so peek behind the curtain on Val... I had just been watching the BBC Musketeers adaptation and I was like, I'm going to make Milady de Winter. Nice. And she's an investigator, but also an assassin and a gunslinger. And so it's really cool. Like it allows you, I think, to build somebody that's a little more akin to like part of a story rather than just like a type of character you can play in a game. And at this point, Paizo has, I think it's more than 70 archetypes out there. So there's just so many cool combinations. And even in an archetype, even... Plenty of archetypes, you won't take all the feats, you'll just take some of them. There's a lot of versatility out there. So, so Trent, you just have been playing with... With a base character at... I mean, base character at 16th level. But um, So now there is a whole element, a whole other element to Watson uh, that I'm just going to leave there for now mm -hmm. until it comes up organically in the, in the game. Which truly, I'm terrified because I feel like Watson is already so powerful. So what did Watson... Agreed. What did you get for hitting 17th level, Trent? What are some highlights? Yeah, so uh, ninth level spells. Oh, shit. Um, ninth <laughs> level storm druid spells, which, um, wow. Okay. Really start to get really powerful. Um, of course, all your cantrips level up too, which is cool. Right. Um, off the top of my head, that's probably the main thing. Yeah, it checks out. Don't you get ancestry feats at 17th level? They there pick up anything cool for dwarves? Um, I would have to go back and look at what it was, to be honest. If you don't remember it, it must not have been as cool. Who wants to talk yeah. 17th level next? I just finished. <laughs> level. Like, nice. literally right now, but I did it. Um, you know that procrastination is a sign of intelligence? Hey, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> we'll say that's why. Um, it has nothing to do with your like your job, your family, no, your, none your, of your that. other just side hustle. Here last night, <laughs> right, right, vacation. Right. <laughs> um, so ninth level spells also. Oh, got two of, the, two of those babies. Oh yeah, the Magus uh, would get those as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, and of course your cantrips go, up, which is the big thing for you because you cantrip all day. Yep, and my ancestry feat gives me. Uh, Permanent wings. Oh, Whoa. shit. That's cool. Whoa. Yeah. So no longer do the wings bamf out. You just got them. I just woke up and they won't go away. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what, what does that look like for everybody else? Yeah. There's just like I this guy know. walking around with wings. Uh, your wings are showing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cloaks are a thing. You just yeah. you mad, bro? Like, big, big everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> big 
blue batty wings just hanging out now. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. You know, we actually, uh, we got a question on social media the other day asking a little bit about people's builds. And so now keep secret what you want to keep secret. Jane, you've shared a little bit. Val's an investigator with some archetype feats in Gunslinger and... Um, investigator. No, uh, Red, Red Mantis. Oh, Red Mantis. Red Mantis Assassin. Yeah. And I think your Gunslinger stuff is that what? Pistol arrow or whatever way of the... I can't remember what your gunslinger type is. way of the is. drifter or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trent, you're a, a storm druid. Watson is a storm druid. So I think a lot of people, when they think druid, is like, well, I can wild shape into animals and stuff. But Watson is more like he will cast spells that are very much related to wind and lightning and cold and rain. Um, like I think the elements kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you already sunk some of your non-free archetype, you're just normal class feats into the medic dedication, right? Into the medic dedication, yes. So he is also mm-hmm. a healer. Okay. Uh, Jared, what's what's your yeah? Build? Fox is a medic also. <laughs> okay. So we didn't we didn't chat about any of this before mm-hmm. beforehand. So we both ended up going medic dedication. So uh, Watson's a better medic, but I'm the backup medic. It's not bad to have a backup medic. No. No, if the main medic goes down, you got another medic. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And uh, what, what kind of magus are you? Magus, magus, uh, That's a great question. I don't even know. Is there like a... Because you... It's been so long since I built it out. I'm not going to lie. Fair enough. I think it's just... Well, you're obviously not the ranged version. So it's one no, of the it's others. No, it's the melee. It's kind of the melee build. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's just a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I can't remember all of it, but it was definitely more like melee. Okay. Uh, especially because I used the pole arm. I, okay. I focused on the pole arm, so I wanted that a little bit of reach, but yeah. keeping it melee. All right, Jason, what's going on with Dro at 17th level? Dro Sharis has gotten some cool things. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. One of which I'll just go ahead and say is a spell. Oh, That's okay. It's a very cool spell. Ooh. Cool spell. Um... Got some bumps and some skills, I believe. That's at this right. level, right? I don't know. Not a ton. I didn't level, level up. I think I only had like two things to do, but one of them. The biggest thing is the spell that I'm pretty sure we'll use soon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Prepare for weeks and yeah. weeks it's of a, social encounters with no combat. <laughs> but the idea, <laughs> the idea of Droshar is like a hulking dark character that runs around on the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Completely original. <laughs> inspired by anything at all. No, not at all. No. So the the ancestry feat that Watson got is defy the darkness. So he Love has it. greater dark vision. Oh he can shit! See through magical darkness. That's Love fantastic. Well, that's that's really cool. Uh, so Jason, what's what's Dro's build a little bit? At least the stuff you're publicly cool talking about. Yeah. So it starts out straight vigilante, which is a lot of like stealthy melee mix. Like you can mm-hmm. kind of pick which kind of vigil- vigilante you want to be. With the free archetype, because I was going to choose fighter, it was kind of really easy to mix them both because then you just use vigilante to make yourself stealthy while you build yourself this ridiculous fighter on the side. Um, I think the most fun I had, though, was building the alter ego part and Mm -hmm. figuring out, like, why are you in a veil and why are you hunched over and looking old and how does no one know who you are and why are you always in dark, dark places when bad things happen and... So it was kind of interesting to try to, and that's what I like to do with character creation is, I think you may have talked about this on Twitter, mm-hmm. really get into the why your character's there. Oh, and okay. that's, I think that that helps you make a lot more sense about what you're going to do or how your character 
might react to a situation is why are you there in the first place? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, so Jane, you, you talked already about your, a little bit about your build already. Anything big at 17th level for Val? Yeah. So um, let's see. I'm not going to get any of these terms right because as we all know, I'm bad at Pathfinder, but... Uh, <laughs> You're alive still. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so one of the things that I got is a feat called Heroic Presence. And that's kind of like the biggest thing that happened uh, for Val in this level up. Uh, I did, well, one other thing I did do is I took battle medicine and increased my medicine skill just because as we were talking about it, it's like everybody should be able to heal a little bit, uh, which I think is really evidenced by our last fight for sure. Um, so yeah, I got this other cool feat called heroic presence. And once a day, uh, I can basically inspire up to 10 willing creatures within 30 feet of me with zealous conviction mm -hmm. um and it gives you it gives my allies uh like 12 temporary hit points um and let's see the weird part of this though is the targets each gain 12 temporary hit points and a plus two status bonus to will saves against mental effects as oh, their faith cool. overrides the signals from their own bodies and minds uh, but if I tell a target to do something it must comply with my request though it would normally if it finds the task repugnant it would attempt a will save and then lose all the benefits and everything too, which mm -hmm. I felt was like kind of in line with Val's character. Like she is a commanding presence, um, kind of a badass at this point, but at the same time, like sort of manipulative. And, you know, I could see that kind of fitting in that way. So she's bossy. She's bossy. Mm -hmm. She bossy. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all that, that went down with Val on this level up, which was fine by me because I already have more abilities than I can keep up with. I got some more hit points though, so... That's good. Yeah, that's thing always too. good. Yeah, that's <laughs> always the a natural positive. stuff that goes up is always like cool too. Like, I mean, I've never seen an AC so high on a character I've played. Yeah, right. It's, it's kind of cool to see this game sing at mm -hmm. well now 17 level. Mm -hmm. So, a little bit of housekeeping for everyone. Uh, right after our last session, which was kind of intense, there were a couple of retroactive hero patches awarded. So, I think the current hero patch count stands at one for Watson, one for Val. Watson has two. Do you have two? Uh, if you were, oh no, I'm still gonna oh, have to I do gotcha, that. I yeah, gotcha. I give you all the heads up. So one for Watson, one for Val, one for Drosharis, zero for Fox. Mine was retroactive, and I uh, shamelessly lobbied for it via text a day after the last session. I was like, I think I should really get a patch for how in line I was with my character in the last one. It was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was petitioning it was for a patch. You, know. appropriate. you you explicitly cited the justification for patches I gave in earlier episodes, which I felt yeah. like I really had to stick. I brought constant with. resources. Back up my argument. I mean, mine's for the same situation, right? Yeah, sort of that yeah, like the, big final heroic, a very cinematic display mm -hmm. at the end of the last. The other thing that I I'm like only to do because I couldn't remember. Well, and really quick, <laughs> can we just talk about the end of the last one with Drosharis? Like, I thought that's what it was for fighting. A monster by oh, himself, basically. Yeah. Single for encounter with each other. Yeah. Well, mine is oh, for right. mine was because James has always said mm -hmm. like patches are for doing things that are particularly like directed towards your character, mm -hmm. like something that is prioritizing the character over maybe like the smart play in the game or something like that. And so I felt like Val just trying to kill the what was that creature? Oh, the the big fear fiend. Yeah. Yeah, and then like us kind of getting into a conflict about it and stuff like that. I mean, things really hit the fan after that. And so I was like, can I at least have a patch? Yeah. <laughs> that was like a fair. really one of the cooler role-playing moments that I've ever had in a game was mm. 
And that was like that moment where you sit there and, and you think, I am going to have to turn on a character maybe. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's why I'm here is to yeah. defeat the darkness and yeah. quell yeah. evil. I mean, it makes sense for the characters. They haven't mm-hmm. been, I mean, they've been together for a, a little while now, but not like, like a, a super long time. Yeah, like they don't maybe. know each other all that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I want to do is for leveling up and for finishing chapter one, everyone's going to get another hero patch. Yeah. So, I had time in advance to actually pick out specific fun patches. So patch, pass the, patch this one down to Watson Trent. Wow. That's amazing. You get a cool one. Here's one for Val. <laughs> Mine says executioner. Yeah. Here's one for Fox Jared. And here's one for Jason. Right. What does everybody's patches say that were picked out in advance? I have air combat command bomb nav oh, competition. <laughs> Look, it's a, I've got a air weird combat. collection of patches. I'm going to be, be <laughs> dropping some bombs. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but uh, it says Krug or K-Rug. No, that's that's Krug. <laughs> K-Rug. It's, uh, it's two things. One, it's, it's a giant infinity tournament that takes place in Colorado uh, every year, but it's based off of an in-world event in which these three sort of like world ships meet once a year for a giant party between all these ships. That sounds pretty great. There's a uh, radio station called K-Love that's like Christian music, <laughs> so, but I think K-Rug would be way better. K-Rug. It's K-Rug. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And then I think Jason has my my brother-in-law's the graduating class patch. Randolph Air Force Base 007 license to kill. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a really yeah. cool. They all graduated that And it's black and, and white with yeah. just like the, you know, the the walking James, James Bond. Bond silhouette. It's a dope patch. It's a really dope patch. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So you all yeah. got some fun patches going into this. Thank you, Benevolent and what is Wise Jane, One. Jane, what is your patch? Um, mine says Executioner. And it's, I feel like you have to say it like that. And it's got a scary nightman on it. Oh, that's right. Nightman. I think it's an axe. I think it's a cavalry patch, actually. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. I have oh, a bunch yeah. of old that's patches. That's what it says, cav at the bottom. I really like having uh, like the hero points be represented in patches. I feel like that's a very fun idea. Good job, GM. Thanks. Good job, Plus, James. you can throw them at me. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Mm. We've done it before. Yeah. It's happened. So... When last we jumped in with our heroes, they were in a, a little bit of a precarious situation. Uh, Drosharis and Valentine have no ability to perceive their allies, and their allies can't perceive them. I think we talked a little bit about it on air. Trent and I have touched base a little bit off air, so we didn't have to do a, just a fuck ton of rule checks for all of you to listen to. But the really important thing for you to know about this ability, which comes from one of these uh, sack hills, which is the kind of fiend that you were dealing with last time, is its isolate foe ability. It's technically a curse. So hypothetically, Trent could try to prepare a remove curse or something like that. Which he does not have. Oh, shit. Do druids not have remove curse? uh, Watson does not have remove curse. Oh, well, sucks to suck. Uh, So (laughs) Could you literally have just (laughs) taken that in the level up and didn't? I don't think druids. so i mean maybe in the spell list but i i don't know because i think druids have access to their whole spell list so it just may not be unprimable it doesn't matter though because trent pitched something that's a little unorthodox but i liked so i'm going to allow it uh in the last last couple sessions trent found a scroll of a spell that i can't remember the name of it but it essentially allows the party to take a 24 hour of recovery in a moment you don't recover spells but you get to spend 24 hours recovering from physical things and the like 
So what I, what Trent convinced me of, and I think is fair, partially so that we can keep the story going, and partially because I think it's a cool use of a one-time use scroll, is that he's going to be able to cast that spell once he gets the two of you close by using his writing on the wall with chalk, which is what his other hero point was from, because that was really fun Watson moment. And anyone who's in the radius of that spell will, for the effects of the curse, count as having 24 hours pass, and so give you an additional check to break this curse. Cool. Uh, remove curse is a divine and occult spell, oh, so yeah. no, it would not be on a the druid spell list. That sucks. Yeah. And also, I feel like it's worth mentioning what we were just talking about off air, which is that like we're supposed to go to this party today, and <laughs> <laughs> Dro and Val cannot be sensed at all by their allies, nor can they sense them, and that would uh, really throw a wrench in things for the rest of our mission here. It actually sounds like the exact way I'd like to go to a party. <laughs> you cannot be seen by anyone who knows yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Watson will just drag chalk along the ground and they can just like follow the line as it goes. And he's just like, just follow me whatever I'm It's going. probably a really good way, actually, rather than doing all these like society checks and everything to like figure out who in the party is friend or foe. Like if we can see them, they're going down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do we want to do a, do we want to role play that out or you kind of figure it out? Do we want to do a little bit of hand waving and just get to the, just get to the fucking party? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think he's, you know, writing. He wrote on the wall, like, you know, come here. I think eventually they would all make that choice. Uh, he would cast or use the scroll mm -hmm. and they could all probably get the idea that they could try to, to remove mm -hmm. this curse. All right. So that's going to be, I'll go ahead and share a little bit of information. This is a DC 40 will save. You oh, have to wow. Have <laughs> that's not small. No. Uh, what are your will save bonuses? You've leveled up now. So that's a little higher. Well, I would use my heroic presence that I just got to give you a plus two bonus to your will save, Dro. However, uh, this action has the auditory or visual trait, and you can neither see nor hear me. <laughs> that's that's some high quality nerd trait reference. Mm -hmm. But yeah. what's your what's your will bonus, Jane? Uh, I have plus twenty nine. Okay, so you got to roll an eleven, or it's literally <laughs> coin toss. <laughs> Fifty. Great, Dro. What are you rocking for your will save? 25, so I got to roll a 15 to get oh, that 40. wow. Oh, that's, that's high. You got mm -hmm. two okay, patches. Wait. Two patches. Well, I feel like it's not really in character, but if I did it first, I'm, I yeah, I still wouldn't be able to see you. I think it's a simultaneous thing. I think it's a simultaneous yeah. check. There's a couple patches floating around. Look, I, I may have padded the patch economy just mm -hmm. a touch mm -hmm. because just a I want this uh, second Because you didn't want to break your own game. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, that's the exact reason. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get some rolls. Dun, dun, right. dun. Dun, 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 dun. And, oh, oh, God, Jane's <laughs> making a face. Jason's making, uh, Jason's fist pumping Jared. Yeah. Let's start with the good news. Jason, what'd you roll? <laughs> That'd be a 19 on the yeah, die. Yeah, right. Nice. See, suddenly be beautiful. Oh, my God, what beautiful. Where did you even go start for? Start fading back into his existence. I would like to turn in a patch. <laughs> <laughs> So what was that roll, Jane? <laughs> that is a natural three. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's, that's a, a fun one. failure. Uh, yeah. Well, she's dead. Val's dead and gone, and uh, that's the end. You of the probably adventure. do think she's dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, <gasps> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the group's hands. Do I roll on the app? Do I roll? Oh, physical die. Yeah, my physical own die. Oh wait, so Jane die. has horrible dice luck. Yeah, I know. What's the? <laughs> it's it's pretty terrible. Can sure I hire someone else to roll for <laughs> is me? Is that the one you want to use? You could choose you sure that's yeah. the one. This is the one. Is that the lucky die? This is the one. All right. Jane's shaking the All right, die. I'm going to roll it on it the table in front of everyone. Can't look. Oh, my God. 
That's actually <laughs> impressive. Dreams gonna roll and I hope it's good, but it's probably not gonna be good. So what'd you roll, Jane, for our listening audience, which is all of our audience? I would like to quit the game. <laughs> so I rolled a natural one. <laughs> You actually, you have another patch. You somehow I would like got to turn worse. in my final, oh, so that's a final patch. Long. Uh, okay, back to the app. Oh, wow. I don't have the least amount of patches now. you have now. to roll it in Hero Lab. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. The silence. What's it going to be? And that's a natural eight, All so. Right. Watson. Oh, wow. Watson <laughs> will give you a patch to roll again. Okay. Let's see how bad Jesus. this dice luck really is. No, Jane's dice luck is... Natural 20. I only took, all it took was Watson's patch. It was all Watson's it took patch. was all of our all of our resources. So the whole uh, the whole north side of the table is now patch free. We are. Oh no, I have one left. Okay, sorry. There's one patch left. Uh, we're in a pretty barren patch economy yeah, over no, here. I, th- I think you're, look, you're, you're in a better place than you think. So I also talked a little bit with the party ahead of time. And I think after last session, what I was going to say is we're a little tight, but for narrative sake, I'm going to say you have just enough time for a, a real heavy afternoon nap to get a full rest before the party starts tonight. Let's uh, let's talk party. What's What are you all thinking going into this party? What's your entrance plan? You have one invitation that you got from not Zendaya. And uh, you also have an entry going as bodyguards for uh, Ortvald Garmino, the the magistrate. Could we could we circle back really quick? Yeah. Just because we went there to find the one eye the one eyed dude, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Did we we never found him? No. No, we found like okay. a decoy body of a oh, dead yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I forgot and then about yeah. so yeah, before we like move on to strategizing about the party, I think Val would like kind of stop and be like, "What is going on in here?" Yeah. Don't you have the ability to like recreate a scene? I think you already did that a little bit. I did. I could tell that he was like somebody had come in dragging something, and I think we figured out that that was probably this decoy body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was also those psychopomps that showed up, right. and they both got like blasted into another plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, immediately. Yeah, that was intense. <laughs> so they're Quite gone. The trap. Uh, and they came to be allies of a man. And yeah, and they were allies of the one-eyed man who's apparently an ally of ours or he's here Mm -hmm. doing something that's maybe not directly he had like locked up the creature that we found right yes in the in the tower which Mm -hmm. are specifically like evil soul-eating creatures right Mm -hmm. yeah they are sakils which are embodiments of and feeding on fear they're fear fiends and then just a little bit of a background on val too having been Raised so her uh, dedication is Red Mantis Assassin because she was raised by a Red Mantis Assassin, and they are kind of like that order is pretty dedicated to like the natural flow of life and death and and all of that. And the psychopomps, I think, are also they're like guardians of the afterlife, right? Or they're kind of are like so psychopomps fall under Phrasma, which is all about the flow of life and death. Um, a check heck is a lot more about protecting divinity. Like, fuck with what is supposed to be a god or with how gods use their power, and a check hex shows up and puts them back in line. Mm. Yeah, so I think that, and Val would probably just say this, like, something is going on here with the connection between souls being trapped in these final blades yeah. and the transition of souls into the afterlife. Why would these psychopomps care what's going on here otherwise? Oh, oh yes. something larger's taking notice. And by the way, what's your beef? 
She looks at Drosharis. What, yeah, what ha- where did you <laughs> two go, by the way? What, yeah, that's what's a that about? Question. I thought you did that. I had nothing to do with it. Don't point the finger at me. <laughs> I believe we had a spell on us. By that evil monster that was chained to a wall? Possibly. Anyone who wants to can give me a religion check. You can just do it open. I don't care for this one. And you might gain a little information about that sack heel and what the heck's going on with it. Okay, I'll do that. Got some hot rolls. Uh, 42. A fox got a 40. So that's going to be plenty adequate. So both of you know that this was a kind of sack heel called a, a Zymatol. Or Zymtol, sorry. And it does have it sounds like a cold medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like uh, one of the ingredients I use in my healing. Yeah, so this is uh, Zimtal, and it does have an ability called Isolate Foes, in which it sort of can trap people in their mind away from the support of others. Just a part of that fear mm. motivator. I was going to go back to is when you had a brief chance to chat with the Psychopomps, they were coming here, and you kind of pieced together that maybe Nelibet, this champion or cleric or some sort of advocate of Phirasma, was here hunting down Sakiel's fear fiends mm. um, so you know that but that why are going on. yeah that i feel like we've just run into so many weird creatures that probably shouldn't be here like something seems weird because mm. like we keep fighting these like fiends or otherworldly monsters that yeah seem we, a little more prevalent we have like the the micro view but i feel like something bigger is going mm-hmm. on that we just haven't found yet Mm-hmm. Well, maybe actually, is there oh. so is there a check that I can roll for that, or like something that mm-hmm. maybe I would just know that obviously in the magical world of Galarian, there's like monsters and mm-hmm. things pretty commonly. But do the things we're encountering here seem weird to us? Yeah. Or is there Society like any connective tissue? Yeah. Are we like, oh, it's just another Tuesday? Like I had to fight a monster today, or is it like, what are these things doing here? So here, here's what you as an investigator, and I think you even have a few class abilities that allow you to compare leads and see if they line up. At this point, sack heels, they, they are creatures of fear. They feed off of fear. It might be that that's the power behind the Grey Gardeners. Obviously, they cause fear. Public executions are, are a manner of fear. They're, there's an element of fear that controls the nation through the influence of the Grey Gardeners. You don't know if that's the power behind it or their mission. You've also dealt with these weird, like sort of undead adjacent, some of the, some of the Grey Gardeners you fought are those weird bodies that were like sort of bloated. Mm-hmm. Whatever you dealt slashing damage, the skin just like ripped from the rotting flesh underneath. So there's a few different forces. Whenever you're dealing with an organization this high level and this powerful, you know there's gonna be some odd things going on with it. So that in and of itself isn't like, what the hell, what's going on? This is so wild, I can't imagine it. What these things mean together, I think Jared, that's a pretty good idea. You have you have some some views into this, but there's probably a bigger picture that they fit into. Unless maybe this is it. I mean, are sack heels the secret behind the Grey Gardeners? Are they just a part of it? Is it something else? I, I am wondering. Perhaps with these guillotines around, trying to, you know, be in population centers, capture the souls of lots of people. Perhaps they're trying to find a way to cheat death itself. Maybe they need all of these souls in order to uh, uh, somehow allow one or two or a certain number of people to avoid death entirely. Something is feeding on the souls of other people. Yes. Perhaps the guillotines are 
the way of collecting them. Correct, yes. Oh, what if maybe the guillotines are living creatures themselves? Oh my god. I was just going to say that. uh, Like, what if we've always thought the great gardeners are controlling the guillotines, but the guillotines are controlling the great gardeners? Oh my goodness, what a terrible Demanding some kind of payment in the form of souls. Why else do they kill so often and so arbitrarily? Mm. Or perhaps manifestations of some sort of entity or creature. I think we can only find out at this party. So now that we're kind of like talking and being a group again, Desharis kind of like puts his sword away. And he takes it like a something I starts wiping his face off and he looks at Val and he's like, it's becoming hard to trust you. Oh, oh. Was it ever easy? That's it's a good becoming point. more difficult to trust you. Oh. Look, I have nothing to hide from you. All I care about is making sure that whatever threat the Grey Gardeners pose to me and any future that I have is eliminated and gone. Fair enough. I have no reason to lie to the only people who can help me accomplish that goal. Well, I will say you did do the one thing I asked you not to, to do, which was uh, spill blood using okay, the dagger. Okay, you asked me that when I was like 12. How am I supposed to remember? Yes, you must understand that there will be consequences for us. Okay. I guess I should say that I'm... She's like mocking Watson, like rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I will do anything to make sure this is taken care of. The only person whose life I would hesitate to lose is Fox. Uh, oh. No offense, Watson. No, no. Val, you, you know what? Just none, <laughs> to be quite honest, none taken. Val, you had a relationship with a great gardener. Okay. Well. We're slut shaming you. <laughs> <laughs> the slut era is over. <laughs> Everybody has a slut here. Not exactly where I was going with that. (laughs) Your hot girl summer's ended. Uh, um, That seems suspect. Well, it's suspect to me, too. He had my father killed. Oh. There's a reason I hate the Great Gardeners. That's terrible. You were there. Oh, yeah. He wasn't really my father, but he was my adoptive father, and he was killed by a family that we knew, who turned out to be Grey Gardeners, which is why I left and was planning to never come back. But I got this letter, and it made it seem like someone might know something about me, and that I might be in danger from the Grey Gardeners, so believe me when I say I just want to take care of this problem and get out of here. Then perhaps the task in the accomplishing what we need to do is what will hold us together. And she kind of like looks at Watson of, and I feel like Watson would could verify that those events at least mm-hmm. are true and happen. Uh, I think you're making an assumption that, <laughs> that my memory is what it used to be. And that's why you're growing on me, I Watson. Do, I do recall <laughs> you as a child. Uh, if, if I am correct, uh, something happened. Uh, you showed up on my doorstep. I think you you killed a man in front of me. That was very disturbing. Uh, I do remember you uh, coming back, though, at a later time. Uh, you were terribly upset. Okay, okay. We don't need to go through the whole thing. Uh, Watson was there. I grew up here. My family was killed. They weren't really my family in the first place. I am an assassin. I was an assassin but that's kind of what you need right now. I promise to direct that at the Grey Gardeners and not to any of you. Are we good? So you weren't a Grey Gardener at any point. I've never been a Grey Gardener. 
I say we stop with all these feelings and get to it. And I walk out the door. Finally, something we can agree on. And she follows you. Stinks in here. (laughs) (laughs) I think if we could do one more thing, uh, Mm -hmm. Val would, and she's she's like, I'm going to leave a note for our one-eyed friend. And okay. she's gonna like Use write, the chalk. yeah, on, with the chalk <laughs> on the wall. Watson scrapes off the stand here. He's like, okay, this like is like yeah. that thing where you turn the chalk sideways. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think she'd actually just like write it on a piece of paper and put it like uh, on the mantle or like the bed or somewhere where maybe somebody who's like posted up there would see it and say, um, like, you know, we know what you're doing here. We know who you are. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Don't sign uh, it. Just leave the note. Yeah. And just say, like, come and find us. Okay. So. I don't know if I like that last part. <laughs> He's been you? stalking us That's anyway. True, but we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your plan? Uh, what's your plan of entrance tonight? What's your ingress into the party? So real quick, are we saying that we took a full rest you at get this a full point rest. right now? I think mechanically you'd only have like six and a half, seven hours, but as any grown adult would know, you can make it through the next day on six and a half hours. So I'm going to give you the full-time workers rule just this one time. <laughs> as long as they have good coffee in Latron. Latron? <laughs> Do they have so, a rest function in Hero Lab? Yes, it's on the left side under your ability scores. Dope. Cool. So I think that Val had gone to a tailor in an early episode and got some um like like got a fresh fit for Mm -hmm. this party oh yeah um so i think val is trying is going to try to blend in with the head magistrate so you're gonna go as a bodyguard or part of the magistrate's entourage yeah okay and what how's everyone else getting in i think we discussed this at one time too you've got two options i think you talked about sort of splitting the part well going in in two groups not yeah. splitting the party properly. So maybe it's not totally obvious of like what is this group of four <laughs> new out-of-towners well, doing? like I, I don't think it would make sense for Watson to be considered a bodyguard of anybody. Sure. Like people would be like wow that guy just clearly does not have any money to be using this old man as a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe someone will go as your bodyguard into mm-hmm. the party? Yeah sure. So who's going with Watson? Val's going with Ortvald Garmino and Watson's going on the invitation you got from Zentaya, the Grey Gardener who sort of wants a different outcome for her and has left the organization and was the leader of the Farmers Cooperative. Yes, we, I, I represent the Farmers Cooperative. That invitation doesn't have a, does not have a name on it. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, if we're entourage individuals, does that mean we don't need specific invitations? It's, only groups need invitations. So basically, okay, you, okay. you have two ways in. You gotcha. have the unassociated invitation that Trent's leading with as... Watson, and then you have bodyguards of the head magistrate, which Jane is going in as right now, okay. or Val is going in as. I think it would be it would be more mo better to be <laughs> in costume, in disguise, and just accompany you. So, so I can do it one of two ways. I so can Drew's do it as go Drew in. with you, or I can take some type of animal form and accompany you. Oh goodness. But I don't know how... What are the logistics of when I turn into an animal? What happens to all my gear, weapons? It transforms into the form with you. It's simple rules. I think you would understand that for a party like this, going in as a a non-creature would probably be simplest. You'd draw less attention. No pets allowed. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you didn't go in Watson's party then? What if he wrote service dog on the side of me with his (laughs) job? Do not pet. See, I'm in favor of this already. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's certainly an option if you want to go that way. This is my service tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. I'll just kind of go in as like two old dudes from the co-op or... Uh, Two old farmers. Yeah. It's just you two going yeah. as a we met on farmers Waldorf. only. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't yes. tell if that laugh is for farmers only or uh, Stadler Waldorf. A little bit, little bit about that. Farmersonly.com, which turns out is not only for farmers, despite its name, hmm. and it's also not a sponsor of this podcast <laughs> yet. But also, it, don't yeah, use it. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so then, Fox, are you going to go in on the uh, the magistrate? Yeah, I'll be magistrate side. All right. I imagine that these groups can go in in similar times, but for narrative's sake, what group wants to uh, head in first? And I'll just look for a quick, whoever makes eye contact with me. Oh, I'm seeing some hand signals. Looks like it's Dro and Watson heading in first. Older yeah. people will always show up on time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it depends, really. depends on the They're still the setting up person. chairs when we get there. We must leave by 7 p.m. I have a, a <laughs> bedtime to meet. My blood oh sugar my gets God. too high. Party starts at 7 p.m., which is going to be sundown for Litron. And it's going to be standard from what you know, standard sort of masquerade party rules, which is everyone has to wear a mask and be in costume until midnight when everyone is unmasked. This, will, this is noteworthy because this will be the first time that anyone will ever officially have the chance to find out the identity of a Grey Gardener, especially high-ranking ones when all the masks come off. Can I share a theory? Yeah, please do. I think that we're going to be, it's going to be revealed that the Grey Gardeners are not really people, and that like the concept of anyone uh. could be a Grey Gardener is just meant to like destabilize the people, because you're just always assuming that someone could be, but that they're actually going to be like clockwork, or like monsters, or maybe not even, like Something that's not real people, but it's just been kind of this idea that anyone could be a great gardener that's the mm. real monster. That's the real monster. Okay. I like that. So I, I'm kind of curious, Watson and Drosharis walking up towards the monastery, what's kind of going through your heads or your players' heads? What are you looking for at this party? What are you concerned about at this party? Gosh, oh, I'm Watson is un unsettled. Um, he's spent his life's work like healing people and mm -hmm. he, he knows that these people set about to kill people to execute them so he is like very nervous about what's about to happen what do you think Watson's hoping to get out of going to this event I mean certainly he wants to know what the purpose of moving all of these uh, guillotines into big locations uh, or big population centers what, what their plans are mm -hmm. who is leading this charge um, that's sort of his interest here. Dro, what about you? You're a vigilante. You're also a man about town. Old man about town. What's uh? Where are you at with this? Sort of in the mindset that this will be a big fight. So he's going in, assessing the situation. Where are the bad guys? Where are the exits? Where are we most vulnerable? Because I think the mind state that I'm in right now is someone is going to get seriously hurt here. And I mean that as like the party. Okay. So it, it's more of a survival mode. So it also kind of sounds like you think the Grey Gardeners are up to something. You think something bad's going to happen at this party. Whether it's the Grey Gardeners or some other controlling... Because okay. there's people that are around that we don't know what they're doing. One-eyed mm -hmm. people, 
freaking gray gardeners. Gray gardeners whose skin are bursting with disgusting ooze. Sure, sure. Normal stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so we talked about this as a masquerade party. We don't have to go into a lot of detail, but uh, what's Watson? what are Watson and Drosharis wearing? Hmm. Help me paint this picture. Who are you wearing? You got it, Watson. Watson has a mask on that I think has like a spiral just all the way to the center of the mask. Like a phrasma symbol? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Bold. Baller. I like that. that. Josharis has a, instead of a veil, it's a full mask. It's a white mask, so you can see his red eyes. But the top of the mask has, it's almost like, looks like a headdress where there's like five spikes, almost like the sun. But they're all black and like kind of shiny. If you look up Nocticula, there's her head looks similar and he has a, it's not quite as long as hers but just kind of looks like a headdress and a white mask kind of sounds like queen of the damned sort of kind of deal yeah okay so the two of you get there first slightly ahead of of Ortfald and the other group and you've seen this monastery on other days before and i think i've even shown you all an image there's actually a great image in the book it's this giant sort of brutal monastery perched on a hill above the city of Litron. It towers above the rest of the community that's otherwise in sort of like darker earth tones, this pale like plaster monastery with peaked black top roofs stands on top of it. And the only way up to the main doors of this building are this is this long, long ramp leading up to the monastery. The whole length of the ramp is lit by torches and sort of standing holders up the whole way. It's wide enough for a few people to walk abreast, not big enough to really comfortably take a horse up it, much less a horse and carriage. But the two of you walk as you're getting up there. I imagine you're close on time, as you joked about. And there are lots of other people on the ramp going up with you, all in, in costumes. As the two of you get to the front entrance, you see that there are two people standing welcome and a apparently human male and female. There's a a woman, gaunt, you can see red hair. She's wearing a gray mask and it has painted onto the mask a large smile and then eye holes cut into it. But other than that, there are no other features. I actually do have a little bit of art to share with you as a group, so you can all then describe this to our listening audience. Well, I hate that. Yeah, so, that is uncomfortable. Who wants to take a stab at describing this? It really is like the Walmart smiley face with just like eyes cut out for them. That is mm. all white, mm-hmm. gray. All white mm-hmm. Yeah, white and gray. And it's specifically gray. And no, uh, and no nose, sense. no other features except right. the mouth and eye holes. And no eyebrows. Yeah. Really uh, creepy, creepy, creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next to her is a, a man, rather thick set, wearing a gray mask, very similar, except this one has a frown and no other features. Same sort of vibe, Ooh. has the sort of like old fashioned, curly haired, gray wig sort of thing going on. Oh, is there going to be a drama showing? <laughs> and as Cheer they up, get up. Man. Uh, they both introduce themselves. Uh, hello, I am Yasmina uh, Pont. This is Valian Velcrash. Welcome to our ball, our masquerade. Oh, thank you. May your 
I mean, please see your invitation. Oh, yes, here, uh, here, let me see here. And he kind of digs in his robes and he's like, oh, yes, here it is. Thank you so much. Cordially, you are invited into our monastery. Please accept the home and hospitality of our order of grey gardeners for this evening. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And they let the two of you in. And you make it into the monastery. And, and as you do, you find your way into a main like ballroom in the center. You're led there. And there's already tons of people there. There's music playing. It's I'm so scared already. <laughs> <laughs> the monastery's like main room here is more than a hundred feet feet long. The polished, lacquered floor gleams, not quite mirror-like, but just you can see reflections of the light everywhere. Long ribbons, tapestries of deep red velvet are hanging on the wall. There's tables with drinks and hors d'oeuvres tucked into a few alcoves. Other alcoves seem to have exits, but Dro, you'll note that they're blocked with thick curtains pegged in place to prohibit like casual wandering. They wouldn't mm-hmm. stop you from getting through, but all the other attendees are dressed with uh, all sorts of elaborate clothing and masks. Some masks are simple hoods or veils. Others are just feathered or beaded, sometimes two feet across at the face, just very large and garish affairs. Any one of these attendees could be a gray gardener. Maybe all of them are. A large white sheet covers the unmistakable shape of a guillotine okay, in good. the ballroom. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> it's towering <laughs> 20 feet high, and even covered, it exudes an ominous sense of finality from the center of the room. The most, oddly enough, even next to the guillotine, the most imposing feature of the ballroom is a giant clock opposite the entry. It the clock must be at least 20 feet in diameter. Oh, wow. I watched too much Stranger Things this summer to yeah. be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Made entirely of black wood and stone 15 feet above the floor. Iron hands moving inexorably slower and slower, counting down the minutes until the midnight unmasking. And what time is it? It's about 7 p.m. Hmm. All right. So... You have Valentine and Fox show up. You meet Ortvald at the designated area. He's waiting for both of you. I'm glad you got here on time. Are you ready to go into this event? Ready as we'll ever be. Let's go. Here is the deal then. And I think you've talked about this before, but he, he may have talked about it, but may not. Or fresh you. He gives you, a, I think, a pad. Do you already have this? Like a, a chalk sheet? It's a, one of those connected magic items where whatever he writes on his appears on yours. I think we talked about this Oh, yeah, this I think before. Watson has that. He would have given it to yeah, the two of you who are going you. with him. So, okay. Jax, do you have the slate? Yes. Excellent. I do not need you to shadow me all night. Come in with me. Make sure I have room to work. I cannot be seen as so weak as having you next to me all evening standing in my shadow. And can I just get a quick refresh on this guy? He doesn't like the Great Gardeners because they are destabilizing his government? Yeah, they don't follow the law. He actually wants to follow the law, and they don't. He is publicly outspoken against them enough where he knows his life is potentially at risk, but he also can't risk not showing up, basically. Gotcha. 
So he wanted to hire some bodyguards to... So we are supposed to actually be bodyguarding him yes. a little bit. Because he actually had other bodyguards who were all on extremely flimsy evidence executed by the gardeners just last week. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Fox would ask um, the magistrate, mm-hmm. uh, may cast a spell on you. Yeah, what is it before you cast it? It will help me gain uh, intelligence on our mutual enemies. I am... Perhaps once we are in there and do not know what what spells might raise their hackles or alarms when we go in. Talk to me later. Fair enough. I cannot be seen as being so weak as to have over-enchanted myself before this affair. So, sort of nods, the group of you start walking up the long ramp. Let's talk outfits. Yes. Yes. So what's Val wearing, Jane? Um, Val, like I said earlier, got some new clothes made from the tailor in town. And so she's wearing kind of a jewel tone emerald dress um, over like a lot of her clothes, kind of some more practical like battle doing clothes that you can't quite tell right off the bat. Um, She's got a mask on like everybody else. It's a solid gold mask that has... Heavy. Yeah. (laughs) That has etched into it on one side a wasp and on the other side a praying mantis. Mm. Um, And... When we're talking about like how everybody's feeling mm-hmm. going in and stuff like that, I think Val started by kind of telling herself that she was coming here just to cover her own ass and is also now just at the point where she's like, all right, like we've killed a lot of great gardeners. If they know something about me, you know, like I think she has a lot of dread going into this event and also thinks something very bad is going to happen. But kind of like the only way out is through. Uh, we're going to have to essentially eliminate as many threats as we can and figure out what's going on here, especially after like meeting the psychopomps. And just like, I think that that has really just with her background with the red mantis and everything solidified for her that like, this is a threat that goes all the way to the top. And (laughs) we gotta like, I think she's just kind of like game face on like ready for whatever's going to happen, but definitely feels like uh, things are getting real and it's probably going to be very bad. Okay. Uh, Dro Fox, Fox, what are you wearing? We already heard Dro Sharis's outfit. Yeah, Fox is wearing um, a really long hooded cloak, um, mm-hmm. probably like dark gray, something like that, almost like dusterish okay. in like the cut. Um, he's got his armor underneath, and then he's got a uh, a mask that it's a wolf mask, uh, but it looks kind of like those. Um, Japanese fox masks. I don't know if you've seen like the, oh, kim- yes. the, like the yeah, the kabuki kitsune mask. Oh, oh, I know yes. exactly what you're talking about. Cool. Only it's got some teeth on it and uh, it's got some markings that are like dark blue, almost like war paint-ish um, around the eyes and down the, the nose. Okay. I also, Loki, was hoping that Watson as the doctor would wear like a plague doctor mask. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> So... We've heard from all the other characters. Fox, what are you hoping to accomplish? Or like, why are you going into this party? Outside of the fact that like it's the adventure yeah. and, and you're being a nice player and going along with the GM cues. <laughs> I think Outside Fox, of the fact that we have to. <laughs> I think Fox is specifically looking for individuals that seem to be drawing the most attention or have mm-hmm. um, the most influence in the room. And so I think when he's kind of scanning the party goers that's that's what he's going to be looking for is like who 
seems to be um, running the show, so to speak. And what about like Fox's motivation? Of all the things you could be doing on a Thursday night, this is a very life-threatening one. Yeah, I think it. I think his motivation is tied to Galt in the the area. I think his motivation has always been as as an eagle knight um, to kind of help the the lesser folk and uh, free them from enslavement, or in this case, like tyranny and fear. Yeah. And so I think it just falls in line with what he's done for a long time now. All right. So this this is. Does it feel familiar walking into danger? Yeah, I think I think it's really familiar. I think it's something that he's done a number of times in a number of guises uh, over the years. That's kind of cool to think about. All right, so you, you make it up the ramp, the two of you with the judge. He handles talking with those same two hosts who are up there ready for both of you. Uh, Yasmina and Valian. The same weird featureless smile and frown masks. And you find yourself in this ballroom i so badly want some character art of all of us with too. masks on now yeah i do too well we'll have to reach so out cool. uh, for those of you who haven't seen it we've got some awesome character art it's up on twitter too but it's easiest to find on instagram we've worked with a couple of phenomenal uh Amazing. commission artists so check them out in particular the character art stuff is great that's a they're a really good artist and cannot highly enough recommend their work so you get in there See the same thing, 100 foot long monastery, like ballroom, polished lacquered floor, all that fun stuff. By the time all of you are in here, I mean, there's hundreds of people in here. It's, it's the place to be. Everyone's dressed up. Some are in some showy costumes. Others are in threadbare attire that's a decade or two out of fashion. And... It's a unique thing. Those of you who have spent a lot of time or are from Galt would know that there's a bit of an odd cultural practice of Galt, which is how comfortable everyone here is with displaying, with displaying these really almost performative social niceties while completely ignoring unusual going-ons and avoiding delicate subjects. This is really noteworthy here because this whole thing probably feels, and a couple of you noted this, it, it's almost a bit surreal. There's this... Mer they're the at least the steps and the motions of merrymaking and party going all beneath this towering 20 foot tall guillotine all in the headquarters of an infamous organization of killers just thinking about that of like if you're like yeah i'll go to like prom <laughs> and there's just a giant guillotine in there and everyone's like what do you mean it's fine it's totally welcome. normal yeah welcome to salem yeah <laughs> And so while you're there, this is sort of all playing out in front of you. It's about 7 p.m. and you know the big unmasking, that's at midnight. What's, what are you doing once you're in the room? I mean, anyone can kind of take this scene. Dro, where are you going? How, what would be the DC to dance? So <laughs> as you're, so, so would you say you're sort of watching some of the people dance? Mm -hmm. So as you're starting to pay attention to this, uh, a woman sort of catches, sees you're looking, catches your eye, and works her way over to you. She introduces herself. She's elegant in the way she moves, in the way she's dressed. Hello, um, I am Duchess Reina Carizzo. May I have this dance with you? She extends her hand out. She's wearing a, an owlish mask with tawny feathers, but 
What's perhaps even more distinctive is her dress is enormously wide, supported with hoops and feathers. And you think that even just dancing with her is going to be difficult working around it. But she somehow moves quite elegantly with it all on, extending her hand, asking you for this dance. Tasharis reaches out his hand with his like weirdly translucent skin, grabs it and he's, by all means. And so she is going to bring you out to the dance floor. And with the music playing, she's going to start dancing with you. So here's what I'd like. I'm going to need a performance check for you to dance with her, just to work around this like unwieldy dress. All right. How you doing there, Jason? I'm going to go ahead and roll a patch. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We are blowing through these patches. Not good. All right. I'm just going to go with it. Six. Six total? Total. (laughs) Untrained dancer. Do you, do you, you not blow have out a knee? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but here's what I would argue. Okay. She's leading this thing. Sure. So, I, I don't know. I feel like I can kind of fuck it up because she's the one that asked me to dance. She does a bit. Uh, and it's, it's not graceful. She okay. just, I must have mistaken the skill I thought I saw in the way you walked in. Perhaps one of your friends. And she sort of, well, I guess there's only one with you. She, Perhaps your friend? She looks down. <laughs> no, I think not. Hello. I shall go in search of another <laughs> dance partner. You two keep yourselves safe. Oh, thank you. She walks off. <laughs> Dro looks at Watson. He's like, this sort of happens to me all the time. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have two left feet as well. Uh, and she kind of goes about the dance. What's anyone else doing? Val would like to do or her that's odd ability. Um, okay which is just when I walk into a new space, I can automatically notice one non-obvious thing. So I'm going to say, not the guillotine. That seems obvious. Pretty obvious. Uh, Out of the ordinary, um, does not apply to creatures. Does not apply to creatures. Uh, So then the one thing that I think you notice is related to the guillotine, which is above the guillotine. Um... No, you wouldn't notice that yet. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there's some stuff in play here. Yet. Come on. Yet. Uh, I think that you... I think you notice a creature doing something, but not something about a creature. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I think that you spot uh, a party goer in a wolf mask that seems to be trying to dust something over a tray of puff pastries. It's oh, not me. Yikes. I'm, I'm not the guy in the wolf mask. I am, but I'm not that guy. You're in a fox mask. That's true. A fox. Yeah. Uh, what an asshole. Yep. I. And you see this happen, and right after he's done, you see him hand this tray off to a uh, a servant and sort of like point him in the direction of this rather tall elf with a glittering golden veil. I think that she's just going to store that information and say to Fox, don't eat the puff pastries. Noted. And then just let it happen. Camera swings See what over happens. to, uh, mm. to Watson, <laughs> Watson and he's like, puff pastries, I love puff pastries. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because I think she wants to just, like, she's trying to gain as much information as she can about what's going down here. And, uh, you know, she wants to see what happens. Okay. Uh, well, what's anyone else doing? Not eating puff pastry. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh, I mean, I would they, they have Andorran puff pastries. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Well, she would. Watson. She'd be like, "If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go tell the old men not to eat the puff pastries either." <laughs> yeah. When you get Good over idea. there, are we pretending like we don't know each other You're when all, we're inside? Up to you. Did you talk about it ahead of time? Did we nope. talk about it ahead of time? So mm-hmm. just play it as is. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say if we have a quick second, like if we're not super pressed for time right now, that because a uh, magistrate man said he wants us to kind of give him some space once we're in there, right? Correct. Yes. So I think that um, Val would grab Fox like we're like dancing and then just kind of casually like dance near Dro and Watson. Better make them roll And well, I would argue I deception because I'm trying to like casually kind of go by and be like, don't eat the puff pastries. <laughs> Do either of you have ranks in, like, are either of you trained in performance? I am. You dance by and slap it out of Watson's hand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I'm untrained, but I have a thing that lets me roll on a skill that I'm, I have a plus four. I'm untrained in it, but I'm untrained. I can also. still roll are it. Are any of you trained in no. performance? But look, I have, oh my God, I have good acrobatic. And I'm trying, I'm not trying to really dance. I'm trying to lie this dance. This is kind of, I was, <laughs> my idea was survey the room whilst dancing, but okay. I was so shitty at it that I just had to go back <laughs> to the wall. Well, so the two of you kind of dance poorly over and share their information. So I guess, Fox, you're dancing with, uh, with Val. Okay. Just as to like not make it clear that we're like walking up and talking to them, but we kind of like sure, brush past sure. and I'm like, don't eat the puff pastries. And no, I like the vision of you slapping one out of Watson's hand <laughs> and like somebody, somebody who's dancing steps on it and he's just like, oh, yeah, that makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah, we walked by right as Watson has it almost in his mouth. I was like, Whoosh. so Watson, what are you up to then? Uh, he well, honestly probably is looking at the food. And he's like, you know, it's been some time since I've eaten. Uh, mm. What's your perception bonus? Uh, plus 27. Nice little level up number there. Okay, so yeah. here's the deal. You also, while you're starting to check out the food, notice that same person dusting something over puff pastries and then redirecting the staff towards a tall elf with a golden veil. Um, uh, Can I approach the elf? Sure. Hello. Uh, hey. Hello. Uh, this is uh, quite the party, no? Oh, it's very pretty in here, yes. Uh, what is your name? Uh, I am, uh... Andariel the Golden. Oh, well, that is quite a name, I must say. The Golden. Where does, where does that come from? Uh, well, it's... A bit of a take on the family name, but I am a, a merchant in the area, and I've done quite well for myself, so there are some who refer to I and my oh. trades by the weight of gold that it brings in. Oh, why, my goodness. Uh, well, um, it's very nice to meet you, the golden. Oh, uh, but no, please, it's, uh, it is in how I introduce myself in case there are those who know me through my work, but I, I much, much prefer to be called, uh, Andariel. Ah, uh, yes. Well, Dr. Gold, I must say <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> Uh, oh. Yes, this party is quite pretty. Uh, now, um, I, I noticed that you were maybe uh, going to take a bite of that item there before you. Oh, this Andorian puff pastry, they are one of my favorites. Oh, trust me, my mouth is watering, but <laughs> I, I must I must say, um, oh. do you do you have any food allergies? <laughs> uh, none, no. No, none, none at all. It's just that I, I noticed someone sprinkling a certain something on, on the food and then no. making very sure to hand them your way. I didn't know if that uh, was perhaps a good or a bad thing. Who did this? Uh, There's a man in a, f- in a fox mask or something. A wolf mask, something like that. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Shit. Bring your own friend. 
to the listening audience, half the table is just like, no, 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 not a fox <laughs> No, mask. not a fox mask. <laughs> yeah. But he looks around. I had There's heard that... Uh, canine of some sort. I had heard that Dundish is here, one of my rivals. He's Dundish? Been, yes, uh, Alfonda Dundish. Uh, yes, Mr. Dish, okay. <laughs> I did not know how he would be dressed, but he has been trying to come for my business for years using increasingly underhanded tactics. Oh, what a, what a mean thing to do. I'll, I'll go find uh, him and see if it, if, it is, if it is him. No, 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 no. And he walks off to go and find him. I, okay. And so it, it's not <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I, I think you are able to find this, uh, this, this human, this merchant. You kind of see the fox mask seem again. He's just blending into the party. It's a wolf making, mask. Sorry, wolf mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't frame me here. Come on now. Also, can I just say that Val sure. is going to quite some trouble to like subtly watch this play out and see what happens and then just sees Watson like waddling over there and she's like, oh God. This floor, better be careful when walking. This floor is slippery. You just skate over on your shoes. Run, 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 slide. He wore Heelys to the party. So... The man sort of sees you come over. Um, can I help you? Oh, yes. I, I, I just, that, uh, first of all, hello, my name is Wes Watson. Uh, uh, what is I your am, name, friend? I am uh, Alfandar. Alfandar. Alfandar Dundish. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Uh, You've uh, heard of me, then? I'm quite a well Your reputation merchant. precedes you, yes. Ah, uh, I, you. I was wondering, um, I noticed you were... Uh, putting some extra sugar or something on some of the pastries. I was wondering if I could have some. Um. No, I think you you have me uh, mistaken. Oh. Oh, it's just that I your uh, your acquaintance, I believe, was uh, worried that uh, you were trying to do something to the food that he, you were sending his way. So you want to give me like a diplomacy check? Yeah, sure. I guess you do intimidation, but I don't think you're, you're, you might be being subtly intimidating. Your choice here. No, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm being diplomatic. I'm just, okay. I'm just trying to like make him uncomfortable, I think. Excellent. How far away did you go? Like how far away am I? I mean, everything's less than a hundred feet. So okay. uh, that is a 30. I, uh, I, um, hey, look, do not make a big deal out of it. Okay. It's just business. Oh, no, no. Yes. No, of course. I was not trying to make a big deal. I was just, just Look, fine, take this. I don't want anything more to do with it. And hands you a vial. Oh, okay. Can I try and figure out what it is? Yeah, give me a... You got a lore check, or if not, I'll take a medicine check. Interesting. Oh, a medicine check, you say. people. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Uh, that's a 35 medicine check on a two. Jesus. Wow. wow. Uh, I think I think this is something that you... You'll, you'll have to figure it out. I'm going to give you a small bonus just because you've worked with stuff like this so much that actually would otherwise fail. It's, it's a... It's an alchemical poison called King's Sleep. Okay. This is uh, a core rulebook item. You can look it up. It's worth about 4,000 gold a dose. Whoa. So I just have a, a dose of it, essentially. Mm -hmm. this okay. He's going to put that rich. away in the robes. It's one there. action to interact with it. It's an insidious long-term poison that can seem like a disease or even death from natural causes on a venerable target. So if you fail, you start gaining drain conditions, and it's cumulative with each failed save and can't be removed while the poison lasts. Oh. It has to be ingested, though, so. But it's pretty intense poison. Uh, what's anyone else to so Val, you've been watching this all play out as Watson <laughs> disarms the situation. You've been dancing poorly with a noble woman, Dro. Fox, what are you doing next? What's... What's going on in this room that interests you? Mm, Fox is going to post up at 
He's going to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Post up at some kind of central area that's not like super conspicuous, but uh, kind of gives him a good view of the room and is just going to start taking in people. Okay. So I think while you're watching people, you notice the band playing. There seems to be one or two members who might be a little under the weather. Uh, that same noble that came up to dance with Drosharis, you probably clocked that earlier, is dancing with other people, just trying to find a dance partner and keeping moving. You do pick out the hosts of the party, and they're circulating among the guests now that it seems like most people have arrived. I imagine at this point it's maybe 15, 20 minutes past seven. You're watching the two guests circle, and they're basically always surrounded by a small crowd of partygoers, social and jolly, at a distance. Um, what's your perception bonus, Fox? 23? It's not... So as you're watching them, you are starting to pick up that while it looks outwardly social and jolly, you can occasionally pick up bits of conversation as the people following these two hosts. Like, the, the only people who probably you can guess are Grey Gardeners, for sure, yeah. these two hosts. Begging them to free an imprisoned friend, lower a protection payment on a business, just provide information about a missing relative. Just please, even if they're dead, just let me know so I can find some peace, please. Gotcha. All of that. And the the two hosts seem to just ignore it and keep walking, making small talk Mm. with others. As they're standing there, though, one of them, uh, the man, Valiant, does kind of come up to you. I'm glad you could make it this, this evening. Um, I understand you're here with the, uh, the judge, no? That's right. Um, well, it's excellent that you're here. I know that there's so much you could be doing with your time. I, I do hear you are a fan of the circus, no? Oh, no! Shit. <laughs> well. Whoa. That it may not be as much entertainment and fun as a circus, but... Just wait until the clock states midnight and enjoy our party, good sir. Your mask is very... Fitting. Fox? Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Shit. And sort of just I wasn't expecting that already. It's off into the party. And if you want to Val find out. Val eats a puff pastry yeah. <laughs> immediately. Before I want to do oh. something that revolves mechanics. Yeah. I am a legendary sneak, so yes. I can sneak around and hide without there even being a reason. And I kind of had this like Assassin's Creed vision in my head of like disappearing yeah. to the crowd of people. Okay. So I would like to roll. Yeah, that's gonna, be a, that's gonna be a secret check. What's your bonus? Twenty-seven. Oh, okay. You start slipping into the crowd. Maybe just on the edges, moving around the crowd, like yeah, doing the doing the uh, info gathering thing. And you're working your way through the crowd. At this point, I'm going to say we're it's 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 definitely seven twenty. I think we're getting close to seven thirty. Half an hour in mm. to the party, and you notice the clock the giant iron hands moving you're working around the party Watson Val what's next for either of you Watson is going to hand off this poison to Val okay he'd be like I don't want this anywhere near me here take it she like smells it oh it's a poison trust me it's a vile poison she's no like, it's poison in a vial she looks at him and she's like but yes both thank you <laughs> <laughs> she's like Thank you. And puts it. Oh, please don't she's kill gonna, me with it. I, she's that gonna, would be terrible. 
Even your friend doesn't trust you. <laughs> She's gonna stash it in her in her robes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You go first. I don't know. What to, I'm I'm shook by this whole thing of the mm-hmm. circus. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. If he overheard that, did any of us overhear that, or did we see him go talk to Fox? Your choice. If Val saw that, I think that she, as soon as he like leaves, well, for, here's what I want to do. I would like to um, make that guy, the host, mm-hmm. my lead. Sure. That's and a I great would like call. to make yeah. uh, the final blade my other lead. Okay. Um, and then I would like to do the thing where I can compare, and you have to give me a piece of information about how they relate to each other. Sure. Uh, really easy here. Um, that's a okay, final blade. <laughs> These are good gardeners, and clearly it's the centerpiece to their oh, ball. right. To the masquerade ball. Uh, then I'm just going to... And uh, I think she would look at Watson and say, it seems as though Fox has had a brush with our host. Maybe we should go check in on that. Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. Okay. Two of you go up to Fox. What was that all about? He knows who I am. Sucks to be you. you <laughs> that, can't, that can't be good in any that sense. Can't. Wait, where the hell did Dro go? You mentioned the circus. Oh. Dro. <laughs> oh, seems to be gone. Then it seems like we're here for a very particular reason. They know what we're here for. Who we are. At least who we are. Mm-hmm. Though our motivations may be unclear to them. Can I do a perception check? Sure. Do I yeah. see any groups of people like following us with their eyes anything like that yeah what's your bonus I think I have it written over here uh, plus 27 yeah everyone's watching everyone no one is sure who anyone might be a who might be a Greg Gardner and who's not the only thing that stands out a little bit is you do see a a female dwarf that's sort of watching the group of you talking with a certain amount of intense focus. Okay. Does she react if I sort of make eye contact with her? She just sort of smiles a little. Behind her How mask. How can you tell she has a mask on? It's actually one <laughs> of the smiles. smaller masks that you've seen. She's wearing like a domino, like a diamond-shaped mask that really just covers her eyes. Think mm. Robin from Batman and Robin yeah. sort of thing. Oh, okay. A lot of her, it's notably one of the more revealing masks at the party. Oh, what a nice young woman. And he'll walk over to go and talk with her. Uh, was anyone like to accompany me to, to uh, talk with this smiling woman? I'm going to step outside for a moment. Oh, have to smoke a cigarette, I understand. Val will go with you. <laughs> she sort of... Do we... Do over. Fox and I both have those little boards? Or no, is only it just... one person does. Who has the board? Who's keeping it? I think Val has the board. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll take the board. So you have the board, which so far has nothing written on it. You've seen... Ortvald work the room. You head over and um Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh well I am spectacular. How are you? I am I'm good, no? I, uh, it's really wonderful to see so many people. It's uh, quite interesting to think who is and uh, who is not. And uh, frankly, although if the two of you are, I'm sure you already know. Perhaps it is everyone here who is a uh, great gardener. This is unjust. For me, but that'd be arrogant. Maybe it's all just for us, or perhaps you are one of the gardeners coming over to do this then, no? I would like to do a uh, sense motive perception. Okay. That's a perception roll. Yeah, what's your bonus? Okay, so also, uh, I have something called lie detector, which is sure. that I get a plus one 
um, if somebody's trying to lie to me. And okay. so that's going to be a 26 or a 27 if she's lying. So she's not lying. She's overly energetic. Uh, you think that she's just like really entertaining herself by editorializing, if you will, on who is or might be a gray gardener. Uh, knowing that time is a factor, how long do either of you want to spend chatting with her? I think knowing that she's not lying and not a gray gardener, probably Val just immediately leaves to go start doing something else. Watson, what about you? How yeah, long would you talk with he, her? He only came over to talk. Cause she was like looking our way. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, he wants to find out who she is. I, I think. Um, Throw out a number for me. How many minutes do you think you'd, you'd be? Maybe seven to ten. Okay, seven to ten. Your choice. Give me a society, diplomacy, or deception check to sort of how good you are at participating or getting that stuff out of that conversation in that let's, time. Let's do a diplomacy check. Because I don't want to spend ten real life minutes role-playing out a conversation yeah, with that's a random a good noble idea. woman. Whoa, that is a f- uh, oh. 40. Okay. So as you're kind of talking with her throughout this time her conversation meanders but you're able to sort of ask the right questions and and piece it together and eventually it kind of hits a point where it seems like a lot of her theories that she's spouting start to come together into a coherent result and it's uh it's all connected don't you uh don't you see she says and like it's it's just really coming out that she's so excited to make this point the gardener's hold on power is supernatural not political where is the stability greatest currently tron Right here in the monastery. All these strings are pulled from here. She sort of looks around the room over her shoulder. The executioners, the executions are from here. She then just points openly at the covered guillotine. It's all a part of a vast scheme by some monstrous and unnatural intelligence. It must be somewhere here in the monastery, whatever it is that fuels their cause, their drive, no? Can't you see it? Can't you feel it standing here now? Even that clock, something about it strikes me as odd. Uh, if I do, a, can I do a perception check on the clock? Uh, yeah, sure. You, you can't really get a good look at it from here. Um, what I'll say is, if you want to look at it closer, you'll have to go over. But it is a giant and odd is clock. Is it busy around the clock too? Uh, a little, yeah. Because that was something I was going to inch my way to the clock as well. So she's kind of wrapping up that point. Do we think that all of the final blades are like part of a hive mind? Yes. Ooh. Let's cut over to Dro and that clock. You're standing beneath it. Um, it's, it's a big deal. And you think it's probably enchanted in some way or another. Anything that big functional in this world most likely is. So that doesn't stack you as super odd. But while you're looking at the clock, are you still are you staying stealth? Yes. Okay. So you do notice there's another man just sort of looking at the clock idly doesn't seem as odd to you. It, it is a striking piece. Do you have any ability to detect magic or any skill in the different magical schools? Arcane, religion, occult? occult. Yeah, what, give me a, what's your occult bonus? Plus 21. This is definitely a magical item. You think that it's probably difficult to um, to interact with it. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Is there like a dis- disable switch or uh, something I could make it stop counting down but if not then yeah or if I can't perceive that yeah Watson what about you so he he has detect magic sure um, are you gonna go check out the clock as well yeah yeah so you go over you look at it little detect magic you're uh what's your nature check what's your nature bonus um 
That's a good question. He is a legendary in nature now, by the way. So it's plus 32. So, yeah, you think that this clock, magically enchanted, perfectly keeps time. You think even if something were to mess with an arm, it'd probably catch back up and keep time pretty consistently. Hmm. Um, yeah, both of you, Dro and Watson, the longer you look at the clock, the more unsettled you feel. Like, it just makes you feel deeply uncomfortable. Watson, as, as you're checking out the clock, uh, a man comes up next to you, a human. Oh, uh, Dressed all, uh, he has an entourage with him. He's quite opulently dressed. Uh, so you have an interest in clocks, eh? Uh, yes, you know, they have been around almost as long as I have. And then they funny. That's excellent. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you know much about clocks? Oh, I must uh, uh, admit, quite um, um, an amount of ignorance on that point. Yeah. Do, are you a uh, clock worker of some sort? No, no, no. It's, uh, clearly, you are not a politician. I am a finance minister for the nation of Gaunt. No, I asked. I have this, and he pulls out this old pocket watch. It uh, doesn't work now. It's an old one. If people who are interested in clocks, I thought perhaps they might be able to tinker and fix this, but apparently you know as much about clocks as you oh. do about finance ministers. No, I, I, it's quite possible, though. Uh, I have someone who might be able to help you. I'm, I, I, I'm, let, let me see. One oh. moment. Okay. Um, does anybody have, like, a craft? This is a craft check, yeah. I've seen a lot of head shaking. Plus five. I'm looking. One sec. Wow. I don't believe I do. No that. craft. Do you have craft? No craft. No. Well, you just leave him standing there. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good luck on your watch. I think by this point, a, quite a bit of time has passed. I think it's it's just about eight p.m. Well, can I just say that mm-hmm. since I didn't stick around for the conversation with the dwarf lady, sure. Um, Val would wanted to just be like kind of following the her lead, the host man around mm-hmm. and like eavesdropping on him, kind of seeing what he's doing and ga- gathering as much information as possible about what is up with him. It'll be a stealth check and looks like your bonus here is 28. Is that what I see? Yeah, but I get a plus one because he's my lead. Okay. Uh, yep. Kind of keep an eye on him. At one point he makes eye contact with you and just nods as you're following him keeps going you can pick up a lot of the same stuff fox was of like people just trying to beg for information about their missing family members that are probably killed things like that i also have a question about the room sure uh is it basically just like one giant ballroom that we're in and you said that there was like some you know ropes to prevent people from like casual wandering Uh, but are there like clearly like hallways and stuff that lead to other parts of the monastery there are but they're covered by curtains right now yeah okay so it's not like we would know where things are going correct okay um and Fox would have stepped away for a second Mm -hmm. just long enough uh whether that be outside or just somewhere that's unoccupied there's a little bit of privacy in a couple areas yeah um to cast a spell on himself oh okay called uh proliferating eyes hang on to that for now let me know when it becomes relevant okay because it's right about that time, Watson, just as you're like, well, maybe I know someone who you see the hand, the minute hand, as you reach the top and the hour hand, down to 8 p.m. To that point, 
Val, you're watching Valian, one of the two hosts, has worked his way towards one of the ends of the ballroom and steps up on a platform next to the guillotine and motions the room for silence. The whole crowd hushes while their heads turn to him. And just as he opens his mouth to speak, you'll have to tune in next time. Oh, <laughs> I shoot him. <laughs> to find out what he says. I'm so mad. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.